Hello and welcome to the third in this series of Presscasts with Sandra Gidley, President of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, where we look at hot topics affecting the profession. Sandra, welcome. Hello. Uh, the RPS campaigns on a variety of issues and we've just kicked off a new campaign on workforce wellbeing, looking at the pressures that pharmacists face. So the first question I think would have to be, why have a campaign on workforce wellbeing? simple answer is because it's needed. We keep being told there are pressures, but I actually know there are pressures because I work in community pharmacy regularly and I know that um, it's getting harder and more pressured in that environment. Do all pharmacists get help with their mental health or well-being if they're experiencing pressure at work? Well, sadly not. It's a two-tier system at the moment. The pharmacist is directly employed by the NHS, then they will receive help and support. But if you work in community pharmacy, you don't receive help and support. And that puts us in a very different position to the doctors who, if they're self-employed, i.e. a GP, then they will receive that support from the NHS. So that doesn't seem fair or equitable. So we're really campaigning for a level playing ground for our profession. And what what are you going to do with the data that comes in? Well, it's going to be collated, obviously, um, and analysed. I think it's important to note that it will be entirely anonymous. So once we have a report together, that will be presented to the NHS to make a case for support for pharmacists. And you work as a, a locum in community pharmacy, as you've said. Have you experienced overwhelming workplace stress or supported somebody else through that? Well, in a way, I've um, experienced it myself, and it's the reason why I decided to become a locum because I was in a long-term position working as a pharmacist and it got to the stage where I simply didn't want to get up in the morning and go to work. That's not like me, I'm quite a tough cookie and when I found myself in tears at work once over something I thought this has got to stop and I didn't hand in my notice straight away. I actually approached the employer and said you're asking me to do too much, I've worked it out, you're taking my extra pharmacist cover away Um, They were sympathetic, nothing changed. So in the end, I thought my mental health, if you like, is worth more to me than regularity of employment. So I actually took the plunge and thought, well, at least if I'm a locum, I can go in, do a good job on the day and then go home and won't be worrying about what I'm going to face the next day. didn't quite work out like that because I sometimes go into some situations where staff are very stressed because they're understaffed, they're behind, they're under pressure and thankfully they say, oh thank God it's you, we know we'll get some work done today. But So when they stop saying that, that's the day I I hang up my um, pestle and mortar or whatever. But I think it's... um, indicative that actually this is not just pharmacists, it's pharmacy technicians, dispensers, staff in the shop as well as support staff, they're all feeling the pressure and this is partly pharmacy cuts but also some of the big employers trying to make profit for shareholders as well and even the smaller independents I work for um, are struggling and making um, staff cuts which is putting pressure on existing staff. So I'm more aware than many of the pressures out there and how tough it can be. And some people are just walking with their feet, but actually pharmacy is still a great profession. So we want people to stay in the profession. And if we can make sure that support is there, pharmacy support do a good job, but not everybody knows about. But if we can make sure that 
there is somewhere somebody can go to for help, I think that's a good thing because not everybody wants to go direct to their employer at the time. Um, so those more independent means of support are vital. And what do you think someone should do if they find themselves in the situation that you did and they're feeling completely overwhelmed by their workload? Actually, I do think they should talk to their employer and I know that is a very difficult thing to do, but unless the employers realise that they're losing good people because of this, then some of the practices will continue. But if you don't want to talk to your employer first off, hopefully there's another sympathetic pharmacist who will help because you need to talk to somebody. So the first step is talking to somebody. But you might think, oh, my long-suffering spouse has had enough of hearing me whinge about this. So you might want to find somebody independent from family and independent from workplace. And it sometimes helps you give a sense of perspective about what to do next. And sometimes it's about just admitting that the situation where you are isn't right, but you might want to stay doing something similar and maybe a change can help as well. So talking through a problem can often help you come up with solutions that will make you feel personally better. Do you think there are any other implications around workforce wellbeing? Definitely, because sometimes people develop um, habits which are not good for them. So if you're going home and immediately pouring yourself a couple of glasses of wine, you may be building up other problems. So that's why it's important to talk about it. But if you're stressed and under pressure, then there's growing evidence to show that you're more likely to make a mistake. And there's a patient safety issue here. So that is why, as well as the well-being of pharmacists, it's important that we have as many people fill out the survey as possible because there is a link that can be made with patient safety and we need to make sure that patient safety isn't compromised. Sandra, thank you for talking to us today. Thank you.